So let me just tell you what I'm going to do in this teaching. In this teaching, I'm going to conclude the message for Sunday as much as I can. But also, I'm going to begin to prepare us for wine press. All right. So that it can be very effective. It can be very beneficial. I have um, a pastor that is very, he's very finicky about results. And he will say, what is the purpose of doing it if there is no result? Glory to God. Good. So let's let's get into the word of God. First Corinthians chapter, um, no, let's, let's Philippians chapter 3. So one of the things, I mean, among other things we said, we said God uses goals to build us. We, we said God, God uses goals to build us. And we gave series of example of how God uses goals to build us. And just before I teach, Sister Viola, happy birthday. Happy birthday. I've been willing to say that all day, but this is my first period. I've not been able to spend a lot of time on the telephone as I should. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And that's apology for I say a lot of missed calls. Just we'll get it, we'll get to it. So Philippians chapter 3 in verse 13. How does God use goals to build me? One of the things you must realize that goals setting is a spiritual responsibility so you're going to either live life by design or you're going to live life by default the only way you take responsibility for your life is by setting goals so goals is a spiritual responsibility it's not just God asking you to set goals one of the things you must really realize is this God himself has goals for your life God is a goal-oriented person he is goal-oriented. The Bible says when he made Adam and Eve from the beginning of the creation, he told them, be fruitful and fill the whole earth. He's very goal-oriented. So, when God is goal-oriented, what God designed for us to be goal-oriented, but not only does God design for us to be goal-oriented, God now make, gives us and asks us to take responsibility for our goals. Because if God has a goal for your life, if you are not taking responsibility for it, you will not achieve the goal. Glory to God. Let's look at Philippians chapter 3 in verse 13, the message version. Philippians chapter 3, verse 13, the message version. See what he says. He says, friends, don't get me wrong. By no means do I count myself an expert in all things. This see what Paul said. Goal is a spiritual responsibility. He said, but I've got my eye on the goal. Where God is beckoning us unto Jesus. I'm off and running and I'm not turning back. So let's focus on what? That goal. Those of us who want everything for us. So this is what Paul is saying. It's not enough that God has these huge dreams for you. It's not enough that God has these huge desires for you. You as a person must personally focus on that goal and the reason i'm saying so is that many people will say this and this is categorically long and people that say this often and you will hear this often you will hear that if god truly wants me to have it i will have it and when people talk like that that is the language of people that have tried and are defeated and they are looking for a spiritual code to be able to say 
or express their tiredness. So they say, if God wants me to have it, I'm not going to stress, I'm going to have it. And God is saying, if I want you to have it, I'm going to put the goal ahead of you. I'm going to challenge you to embrace the goal and you are going to go after the goal. So you must realize that one of the ways we show God that we're responsible is the fact that we set goals for ourselves. So when God is looking for responsible people, responsible businessmen, he's looking for we setting goals. When God is looking for responsible people, he's looking for who amongst these persons is setting a clear goal. Because goals shows to God. Just like we read, Paul the Apostle said this. He says, I, he said, listen to what Paul said. Paul says, the way I do not lose focus is that I have my eyes on the goal. The way I don't lose focus is that I have my eyes on the goal. Someone says, I'm very unstable. I start something in January. By February, I've lost it. The reason why you've lost it is because you don't have a clear goal. Because the way you set your eyes on, the way you become stable, listen to me. If you are dealing with, I start something and I don't do it again. Paul says, the way you keep motivated is to set your eyes on the goal. And let me tell you something. If your goal is not written somewhere, I don't believe it's a goal. Your goal cannot be in your mind. It's a wish. If it's still in your mind, it's a wish. If it's going to be a real goal, it's going to be written somewhere else. Glory to God. So, so Paul said, I don't know if you can see that. Look, it's right there on the screen. He said, so let's keep focus on that goal. Those of us, see what it says. He says, let's keep focus on that goal. Those of us who want everything that God has for us. He says, hey, the way we're going to take responsibility for our life is to be focused on that goal. That goal you have for your life, that goal God has for your life, that goal that is for your business. The way to be, to take responsibility is to be focused on it. Because in life, destruction is going to come. Challenges is going to come. What is going to keep me focused? What is going to be keep me focused is that I'm looking towards that goal. As I'm looking towards that goal, I'm not going to fall to the side. Somebody say amen. amen. Just, just let me say this here. Goals has a way of focusing our energy. If you don't have goals... You will not know where to spend your time, what to spend your time with, what to spend your resource with. For example, you know, some people, this evening is too much for them to come to. My brother and my sister, if you have a clear goal, you will know that time with God is more important than Telemundo. You will know time with God is more important than just chatting with friends. But when you don't have a clear goal, you cannot be consistent. When you don't have a clear goal, it's so difficult. You don't even know where to spend your time. You don't know what to prioritize. The question is this. Your priority shows if you have a goal or not. Because either you like it or not, right now, you have priorities. Right now. So says, how do I not have priorities? Question. Check your bank account. Your money goes to where your priority is. If your priority is fashion, you spend most of your clothes, your money buying clothes. If your priority is growth, you spend most of your time on self-growth. If your priority is your spiritual life, you will spend a lot of resources on discipleship. Not only your money, where does your time go to? Do a time audit. 
I understand that most of you are in the office for eight hours. But the remaining eight hours before you go to bed, what do you spend it on? If your priorities on eating, most of the time will be spent on food. Take an audit. So take an audit that where do I spend my time? Where do I spend my money? And where do I spend my energy? That's where your goal is. That's where your priority is. And the thing is this. If you don't set a goal for yourself, life will set a goal for you. Glory to God. And there's some of you here, you're listening to me. You, 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 you know, and your goal is not going to happen by mistake. It's going to happen because you're intentional. And how is it going to happen? It's going to show. So uh, let me give an example. A lot of, uh, let me use an example of those that run businesses first. If you're running a business and want to grow a business, the question is this. How many business books have you read or are you reading this year? What are you doing to yourself that will make you the person that can produce the goals? When people are going for football match, we know whether they have won or lost from preparation. Is that not true? Some countries have been preparing for four years. Some countries get together, one month preparation, and they say they will win. It's so difficult to win that way. Listen, goals and life will favor preparation. Glory to God. So, this is you. I really want to improve my spiritual life. Excuse me, sir. When last did you go to Harvest's TV and watch one message on, on YouTube? When last was a plus person, he said, I'm just watching all of this thing. It's not as if I don't like to watch. It's just the fact that I love to watch, but there's no time. Oh, <laughs> I'm praying for this great husband. When last did you go ahead and just be able to prepare yourself for this great husband or for this great wife? If wishes were horses, beggars will ride. Oh, yes, my finances is going to change in Jesus' name. I've heard you. But question, have you taken, someone said, how do you want it to change? I want to trade through crypto. Listen, this is 17 days I've gone. When last did you sit down with a crypto coach and say, please teach me? And that's how the whole journey will go. You will learn. And February will go. You will learn. And March, but you will learn. Because you are followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. And your heart is full of obedience to the Lord. Glory to God. I said glory to God. I said glory to God. Three things I want to quickly ask you when you set goals. Number one. Because now we're talking about goals and everybody's goal oriented. Number one. Does my goal honor God? Because, listen, how can your, your, all your goals be about yourself? Does my goal honor God? Or is it all about me? So, you want to know if your goal is powerful? Does the goal honor God? Why is the God portion in this goal? Question, do you even have a soul winning goal for this year and say, through me, at least five people will know Jesus Christ. Through me, ten people will know NLP. Through me, this and this will come for wine press. Does that goal honor God? 
when I get all this money, I'm going to use the money to do A, B, and C. That's the goal, honor God. Listen to me. The best year is your most spiritual year. Do you have spiritual goals? Do you have spiritual goals? Does my goal honor God? Number two, does my goal bless other people? And the reason why is this. Any goal that doesn't have love to bless other people is worthless and useless. As Paul says, even if I have the whole world and give it to me, but if I have no charity, it profits me nothing. How the goal, how is God going to use my life to bless other people? And the third one is this. Does my goal show I'm depending on God? And that talks about the size of the goal. Does the size of your goal show the size of your God? So how does the Spirit of God help us set goals? And this is the reason why we fast and pray. First Corinthians, and this is this is this is this is really good. First Corinthians chapter two. Ah. Uh, Listen to me. If you want the Holy Ghost to walk with you, you must learn reverence. What is reverence? Reverence is premium. Put it premium treated or something. That's one of the ways to express it. I'll give an example. Sometimes in the service, sometimes in the service, people are praying and worshiping, and someone just gets a phone call, gets up and just goes out. That's so dishonoring. That, that's so dishonoring. You know what reverence is? And, and it's similar to honor. This is what honor is. Putting value on what God puts value on. I'm telling you. I'll give a, sim a simple example. You're coming to church and usher says, please, can you sit down there? It's not about her. It's the fact that the authority she has to talk to you is from heaven. You should sit down there. If for any reason you can't sit down there, you should go and say, Please, I'm so sorry. That place is so close to the KC. Can I move somewhere else there? It's not how you're doing it for. It's who she represents. And the reason I'm saying so is that this is the reason why people come into the, into the house of God. And they're not blessed. Reverence is very important. Some things are sacred, holy. You don't play with some things. Some of you will go for a comedy show. Someone is making a gesture, speaking in tongues, and you're showing us your 32. For what? That's an expensive joke. You don't play with spiritual things. Someone is talking, you know, can they talk about your father like that and you'll be laughing? Now they're talking about the Holy Ghost. He said, he said, oh, I'm just speaking in tongues. <laughs> What's funny there? You know the thing? The challenge is that the day you need to speak in tongues, you start losing faith in your tongues. Reverence. When you come into a service, let us stand on our feet. I don't stand because I want to stand. I stand out of reverence. Let's lift up our hands out of reverence. Reverence is a form of worship. It's a form of worship. And reverence starts from the heart. Lord, I, Lord, your reverence is, is a function of the weight you put on the person. 
Sometimes in the service, you see us prophesy. Some people just kneel down on their knees and you wonder what's going on. Nobody told them to kneel down. It's the weights they put on it that make them fall upon their knees. Nobody tells us to kneel down in worship, lie down in worship, lift up our hands in worship. It's the weight of who we are worshiping that make us what fall like a pack of cards. What reverence? Re so, reverence, listen, reverence in the house of God. This place is not an event center. This is the presence of the Holy Spirit. There is what is acceptable. This is not the place that you're speaking. You'll be checking on the social media and checking and checking and checking. And not that you have an emergency, you're just checking. The way we relate to one another. Sometimes you're praying and someone else just fall on the path. Bass! And all of a sudden, you become a spectator. You don't even know what is holy and what is not holy. And let me tell you, meanwhile, the angel that touched him wants to touch you. You are so focused on him that has been touched. You are so focused and angels say, take. You are like, that way. Angels say, take. You are that way. Reverence. Reverence. Reverence to the house of God. Reverence to the person of the Holy Spirit. These are forgotten attitudes of the Christian life. I, I don't know. If you grow up in international churches, do you know what they do when they come to the altar? You will see them just do, oh, no, 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 no. They just say, amen. The reverence was cultured into their spirits so that they will be able to learn and take advantage of God's presence. Reverence to the word. Do you know how many Christians don't have a church notebook? Everything that is important in your life has a file. God's word does not have a file. Everything in your life has a note on your iPad, has a note on your phone. God's word does not have a note. When you do contract, you have file. When you rent house, you keep record. But when you hear the word of God, you don't have such reverence to keep record of the word of God. Even me, I'm your pastor. Have you ever seen me come to talk to you without notes? If it's worthy of listening to, it's worthy of being written. I'm telling you. That's how sometimes you see some, some ladies, the way they come to church. I'm like, do you know you're coming to church? Because some clothes should not come near here. If you want to go to the embassy, there's, there are things you don't wear. Talk less of the church. Embassy, you are going to see a consular, just a junior officer in the embassy to determine if they'll give you a visa or not. When you come to the house of God, just as soon as you get to the car park, you should remind yourself I'm in the ground of truth. If you're among those that are ministering, you must do it through the Holy Ghost. Not that as, as you're talking, <laughs> one, one time I saw someone right in front of me. It was, I don't know what it was, it was maybe trying to eat and drink. I sent him out. I said, is this a restaurant? Do you think they've come to a movie star? What have you come to watch, watch here? The one hour you spend in church, one hour, 30 minutes, you cannot keep your hunger. Let the hunger cost you something else. But meanwhile, 
you've written exams for three. Didn't you write for AIP? Was were your exams for three hours? Were you eating and drinking? At least I know you wrote for AIP. Math, math, math is two or three hours. Is that not true? Did you, did you say, excuse me, sir, let me go and buy coke and sausage? In the church, oh, baby, I see your hair. Oh. Ooh, this and this and this. <laughs> right in the church. You are still finding baby. <laughs> you will not say, I don't know why God will not answer my prayer. Baby has answered it. <laughs> Glory to God. Lift up your hands and say, I honor you, Holy Ghost. Listen to me. The power we have is not of ourselves. The word we teach is not of ourselves. We must learn how it works so that it can flow through us. Especially those that watch online. They are the most distracted. That's why when people watch online, I really feel bad. I mean, some have no option, but I don't know why they're online. If they can get in, let them get in here. And the reason is this. As they're watching, they're doing so many things. And the word will just go. Even the one that was paying attention, the Bible said, when the word is sown, Satan comes and steals it away. What about you? As you are watching it, you are watching Telemundo, you are watching football, you are sitting down with your friend, you are watching the kitchen, on the bed, you are watching like this. As, as you sleep up, you sleep on again. One press, don't attend online. You must be there present life. Glory to God. I said glory to God. First Corinthians, I just guess. So, so there must be a reverence for the word. See, there must be, when, when the word of God is, when, let's read the Bible. Don't just keep your mouth. It's the word of God. There's reverence for the word. You know, when I was young, this was wrong. But I learned from it. When the Bible dropped, we had a family friend. The mother will scream. They will pick it and ask for forgiveness. That's not really right. Because the word of God is not the book. But I love the culture of reverence that was built around the word. The word of God should be able to make you tremble. He should be able to produce to you a compelling conviction. But how do you do that? See, many of you were not taught this before. You correct yourself. In Christianity, there's training. Church is a training ground. So you correct yourself and say, now I value the word. I revert the word of God. Praise God. First Corinthians chapter 2. Glory to God. I said glory to God. First Corinthians chapter 2. When you hear the word of God and it turns you on, learn to respond to it. Don't just stand like a statue and say, you know, men don't have emotion. Uh -huh. When Nigerian scored, you had emotion. The goal, the goal that is not your goal, you are shouting. Now, the word of God is your goal. You are not shouting. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Okay, let's read. Verse 8. And I'm showing you what exactly we gain in the process of fasting and prayer. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 in verse 8. The Bible says, Which none of the princes of this world knew, for if they had known it, they would have not crucified the Lord of glory. He says, if they had known the plans of God, 
they will have not thought of crucifying the Lord of glory. See what the Bible says. He says, but as it is written, well, take note now, this is going to get powerful now. He says, eyes have not seen, nor hear heard, neither has he entered into the heart of man, the things that God has prepared. Watch this now. Everybody say, the things that God has prepared for them that love him. So, let's examine it one by one. He says, eyes has not seen, ears has not heard, neither has he entered into the heart of man. There are three information gates. Eyes seeing, ear hearing, heart understanding. And the biggest and the, of the three of them is the heart. You know why? Because even though the high see, the ear hears, it's still the heart that will what? Interpret when it says the heart. When it says the heart there, let me explain quickly, quickly, just theology. Most of the time we said the heart is spirit. But really, 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 most of the time in the Bible, when you read the Bible and it says the heart, the heart can refer to the spirit, but the heart really means the core. The core. Like, if you did biology, they would have said there's a heart of a tree. Did you remember biology? The heart of a tree means the, the, where the real life of a tree is. So, when the Bible says the heart of a man, sometimes it can refer to the spirit, but sometimes it's a combination of the spirit and what? And the soul. It's a combination. It's a core. So, what he's saying is that there are three information gates. How does information come to us? It says, eyes will see. Ears will hear. Then it's going to enter into the heart of man. And that will talk about your imaginations and all of those kind of things. That's how it ha happens. So, take note of that. Because we're going to come back to it. Oh, glory to God. This is getting deep already. He says this, he says, but as it is written, eyes had not seen, ears has not heard, neither has he entered in the heart of man. What? The what? Somebody said the things. Now, this is very powerful. The things that God has prepared. So the first question is, there are things that God has prepared. Now, take note of the fact, he didn't say the thing. If he said the thing, we'll have thought it was around the issue of salvation and redemption. But he said, the things. So, what are these things? Because the scripture needs to help us understand the things. The things will refer to the things that pertain to you. Hallelujah. He has prepared your marriage. Marriage is a thing. He has prepared your job. Job is a thing. He has prepared your finance. Finance is a thing. He has prepared. All these things are already prepared. Why am I telling you? This is why when you want to set your goals, you need to set your goals with the Holy Spirit. You know why? Lest you prepare what is not prepared. I'm telling you, this is the reason why you need to set with the goals of the Holy Ghost. Lest you prepare what is not prepared. That's why David says, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemy. David said, it's not about me. Before I got there, there were prepared tables. Why should you be praying for a husband when God has said this is not your time to get married? Those are prayers that lead into frustration. So you start saying, Father, I'm praying for husband. But it's not your turn. The reason why you're praying for husband is because your younger sister has gotten married and now you come under pressure. That desire is not from the inside. That desire is from the outside. So you, be, you form a prayer point. Watch this now. How does this happen? 
So your youngest sister has gotten married and you come under pressure. And your mother is talking to you and you say, ha, I'm delayed. I always tell you, you cannot be delayed if you don't know your timing. How come you are praying for this entrepreneurship expansion and saying, Lord, bless this business. But meanwhile, you're you meant to be like Daniel. That is meant to serve and rise in rank in the palace. Daniel was not a businessman. He was a civil servant. And there's a law in the scriptures, in the book of Proverbs. He said, he that tillets his land shall find gold. He says, he that followeth after multitude shall have what? Shame. And the reason I'm saying so is because this is the difference between the way God setting God's way and God setting what? The other way. Because the, in, in the other way, they just say, just dream. Just close your eyes and they will motivate you into, into oblivion. They say, just dream. They say, just dream. No, sir. Listen to me. God setting God's way is saying that, Father, what have you done? May you not jump ahead of destiny. <laughs> May you not jump ahead of destiny. I don't have time to go into this tonight. But do you notice that Israel spent an extra 40 years in, in Egypt? You know why? And the reason was this. When Moses rose up to fight for Israel's freedom, there was still about 10 more years for Israel to make the 300 years. But Moses went ahead of time and he entered into shame. This is why when you are setting your goals, it's good to set your goals with the help of the Holy Spirit. You know why? The Holy Spirit is only committed to what is started. He that began, not that he that made it halfway. He that began the good thing, not he that made it halfway. You don't start the company and say, God bless it. You say, Father, is this what we are starting? Jesus said to them, he said, this is what we do. As my father do it, as I see my father do, so I do. Why are we fasting and praying? To see what the father is doing. That's the prayer. To see what the father is doing. To say, 2022, what is the father doing in the business realm? 2022, what is the father doing? And you don't need any sort of prophet to find it for you. You are a prophet in your life. Find it yourself. Every phone has what capacity to download. Download your own. Every phone has capacity to download. What? Download your own. Don't be borrowing, don't be using honest gadget to download. There are potters. Access potters. And download your portion. Are you here, somebody? Let's go back to read. This is very powerful. First Corinthians 2 verse 9. But as it is written, eyes has not seen, nor ear heard, neither has he entered. Maybe that's what entered. You know, I explained this on, on Sunday, but I didn't use the word enter. I said you will just have it in your heart. You don't understand that the entry of that idea and that concept is that God just put it there. You thought it was you, but God put it there. He said, neither has he entered into the heart of man. What? The things that God has prepared for them. See what the Bible says. So, it now says, but he has what? Next line, please. But he has what? Verse 10, please. 
He has what? Now, this is very challenging because before now, he spoke about three information gates. Eyes, ears, and heart. Now, he brings another one. He said there's another information process called revelation. He said all the other one was natural process, but this one is that he's a revelation. He said he has revealed them. And the way he spoke about it, you understand, revelation, which is a Greek word, apocalypsis, which means the unveiling, which means the discovery. Today we're going to look for what revelation is. And so I said, why are you teaching like this? Because we are entering into a massive season of revelation. Wine press is a is a torn, is a is a tornado of revelation, so that you can you can recognize what it is and access it. He said, "What eyes could not see, Mate? What ears could not hear? What hearts could not perceive?" He said, "Revelation brought it." No wonder Paul said in Galatians chapter two. Paul said, "I went up by revelation." He says, I went up by revelation. I went up by revelation. He said, how did you go up? I went up by revelation. How did you sustain? I went up by revelation. I know you love to pray, but go for revelation. Revelation makes your prayer more impactful. Because you begin to pray specific, powerful, potent, prevailing, compelling, productive prayers. Revelation, make sure you don't pray blindly. Uh-uh. When people have revelation, they don't pray blindly. They pray with eyes open. Clearly. This is what the Lord said. We are praying according to what is revealed. Glory to God. I said glory to God. I said, glory to God. Now, let's look at Revelation. He said, God has revealed them to us by spirit. That's the difference. The other three forms of information come to our senses. It comes the eyes, the ears, then our understanding. He said, but when it comes to Revelation, this is what it does. He bypasses, <laughs> he bypasses the eyes. He bypasses the ears. He bypasses the, the understanding. He goes straight to the heart. Can I get two or three people? Oh, glory to God. This is good. Maybe someone that has another color, apart from some of you look similar. So, yeah, Joel, come. Somebody say hallelujah. Yes, one more person should join them. What this works. Media shots, you can do a lot better than what you're showing on the screen. You can do a lot better. The visible control of the media at the back, you can do better than that. Just line in a, in, a, in a, just not like that. Just face us and beside each other. Yeah. These are how things come to your spirit. You will get an external information. He goes into your mind. From your mind, he goes what? Into your spirit. That's how things come. So this is a natural place. So these are your senses. From your senses, you get inside, from inside to the spirit. Revelation goes 
Just come straight. So, when you have revelation, your mind does not understand what your spirit knows. Because revelation bypasses. This is what message is. So, I'm revelation. So, instead of going through senses to the mind, revelation says, hey, spirit, come, come, come. So, when you have revelation, you understand what you cannot explain. <laughs> Someone says, why can't I explain it? It's revelation. My natural mind cannot explain. So, in revelation, when your spirit gets it, your spirit now sends it to the mind. Your mind now sends it back to the body. The order is reversed. Let me give an example. You just know that this year, this year, this year, by revelation, you are making the first $2 million. I, no, I'm not praying. Watch this now. Watch, watch this now. When you say you make the first, so how do you know that? Because the spirit spoke, connected with the revelation that came to the spirit. When you do that, then your mind goes, then you inform your mind. Your mind goes, uh, well, how will it happen? The sense says, I'm confused. But that's, the revelation is the realm of faith. So when it says we walk by faith and not by sight, revelation is sight, sir. Are you here? The other senses, the other information comes directly to the senses. Revelation comes directly to the spirit. You just know that I heard what the doctor said, but this is the year I'm getting pregnant. You know, I'm not sure it was last two years. There's a lady that had been trying to get pregnant and eventually they had gone to a hospital in Ikoi and they called me and I said, oh, and they told me what the doctor had said. And I said, you know what, just come, let me pray for you. And when they came, I spoke with her and the husband. I saw the way she spoke. I knew she was going to get pregnant. Despite the fact they've not had the baby for six years. Then I said to, I called her friend. I said, your friend is going to get pregnant. I said, your friend is going to get pregnant. Long and short of the story, last year she got pregnant. She got pregnant that year. Last year she had the baby. But how did I know I could perceive it? I could tell it was present. When you are coming for wine press or fasting, this is what you are coming for. Because most people don't know what they are coming for. They say, hey, ooh, we have, they say, we did, it's a church. Thank you, sirs. They say, it's a church all long meeting. It's not a church. We, we're, not, we're not doing church. We are keeping in an atmosphere that revelation can flow. Glory to God. See what the Bible says. <laughs> this is very powerful. The Bible says this, and God has Reveal them. Now, take note of this. What the mind could... Many of you are looking for a solution from your mind. It can't get it. You are looking from your head. It can't get it. What the eyes and ears and mind could not get, it came directly by what? Revelation. He says, God had revealed them to us by his spirit for what the spirit searched all things, yea, the deep things of God. There are certain things that is too deep for your mind to know. And spiritual people will know this. I'm telling you, they will know this. That sometimes I just know I can't explain. I just know this person is a fraud. I just know I can't explain. Some people call it hunch. Meanwhile, it's, it's within. I just know that th this thing cannot work. I just know this my approach is going to fail. I just know that this is going to work. Sometimes someone says, will you pray for this? I, I mean, there was a family. I, I don't know if they're even here. They called me and said, 
um, the sister is sick of cancer and all of those kind of things. And I should pray. I said, put on the phone. And as I got on prayer, I just said, I just knew she was going to die. And I just told, I called the person back. I mean, I prayed just a good prayer, you know. And I said, I called the person back. I said, she's going to die because certain laws of the spirit has been breached. And they cannot be reversed at this point. And I didn't even know. I just said it. It was later I was in their house, maybe about eight months after. And someone spoke about the lady. I said, oh, Pastor, I even forgot to tell you. Just about one month after you spoke about it, she actually died. But how did I know? It was there. I could see the death on her. I could see the death on her. But that's the work of revelation. Listen to me. We can read. We can study. We can be mentored. But the work of revelation is from the Spirit and it comes through that spending time with the Spirit. Paul said in Galatians, he says, they said, Paul, how did you go? Paul says, I went up by revelation. Are you here, somebody? I hope that you're valuing it because I know you, I know you know a lot of things, but you need revelation. Verse 11 says, For what things knoweth the spirit of a man, said the spirit of man, which is in him, even so the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. But we have received the spirit not of the world, but the spirit of God, that we may know what the things, again, the things that what? Freely given to us. Ladies and gentlemen, what is revelation? Can you bring that bottle of water covered for me. Just cover with a plot. Something cover with something. You got a jacket. With your jacket or something. Cover with something. Cover it before you bring it, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Bring it. This is what revelation is. Revelation is not God doing something. He said, what I've done, see it. Revelation is not God giving you a job. Revelation is not God giving you a house. It's not God giving you salvation. He said, what I've already done that you cannot see, see it. You know why? Until you see it, you cannot attain it. So, what God does is to begin, and that's why every Christian must go for revelation, sir. You must go for it. You must sit down in an atmosphere when the word is taught so that you can see something. If you see what he has done about your marriage, you will not struggle in marriage. If you see what, see, the reason why you are struggling is that you have not seen it. Ah, you have not seen it, sir. Once you see it, you relax. Ah, if you are expecting a payment, and I say, have you paid? Have you paid? Have you paid? Have you paid? Once you get a lot, once you get a lot, have you seen the money? You've not seen the money, yo. you only got a lot. But while you are at rest, there's something I've seen that shows what is available. Praise God. Question. When the Spirit of God reveals, what does He reveal to? Listen. We normally say that the Spirit of God is revealing to us. That's not true. Ah, ah, no, no. Where's my, where's my plan? Hold on to this one minute. I'm going to come back to it. This is a structural plan. 
Praise God. This is our plan for our extension in Lekki here. Praise God. I'm so excited. We may have to move to another auditorium for two or three months, but when we come back, it's going to be bigger, better, city more people. I'm so excited. So this is the plan. And let's assume that this is not the plan for this place. This is a plan for your life. When the Holy Ghost comes into your life, where's the Holy Ghost? Where's the Holy Ghost? Inside of you. Who has the plan for your life? The Holy Ghost. So where's the plan for your life? Where? Hey. The plan is here. Question. So when you say, I'm looking for the will of God, that's why you don't find it. Because you are looking where it is not. The will of God is in you. Are you hearing me, somebody? When the Holy Ghost came, he came with a plan for your life. All the things prepared. Are you listening to me? All, so, the will of God is not what I look for on the outside. The will of God is not what I look for with the prophet. The will of God is right on the inside of me. Say, I believe I receive it. Hey! Someone says, I've been praying for the past one year. I don't know what the will of God is. What's the plan of God for me? You cannot find the real thing in the wrong place. The reason why you've been praying for years and you've not found the will of God, the known the will of God is this. You are looking for the will and the plan of God in the wrong place because you think the will of God is outside of you. When the Holy Ghost came into your life, he has the plan of God for your life and is right in you. In him, in him is the plan of God for your life. Instead of looking on the outside for the plan of your life, look on the inside. Well, not, why don't I know the will of God? Because I'm looking on the outside. Meanwhile, I'm looking on the inside. The Yorubas will say it this way. What I'm looking for in Shokoto is in my Shokoto. No wonder you'll be looking everywhere. Because what you're looking for in Shokoto is in my Shokoto. Ah. So I say, okay. So, why is it a revelation? This is a revelation. Because although it's in your spirit, your mind doesn't know it. Revelation is making available what is in your spirit that your mind cannot know. So, it is revelation to your mind, not to your spirit. Your spirit knew it all along. So, revelation is what? Revealing it to your mind. Where is your mind? That place that you can now access it. I say, oh, wow. Okay, oh, I didn't see that. I didn't see that. So, when we say revelation, bring revelation. So, this is, you have just come. This is my spirit. I'm the spirit. This is my mind. So, <laughs> that's what the Bible said. When you pray in the spirit, it said your spirit prayed, but your mind is what? Unfruitful. Did you see that again? He said, pray that you interpret. What's interpretation? That what you are praying that your spirit knows, that your mind, it will be revealed to your mind. This is what happens in Revelation. You, you can take that from him for me. Let me show you. This is what happens in Revelation. Remember, the plan of God is in your spirit. So, as you begin to pray, oh, Lord, I'm praying. As you begin to pray, the Spirit will begin to unfold. Look at this. Spirit will begin to unfold. Look at this. Spirit will begin to unfold. Someone says, why do we fast 21 days? That's the reason why we fast. Though. Because syllabus changes sometimes. So what worked last time may not work this year. Hallelujah. Why does it take us some time? Because it's unfolding. 
Sometimes we think we hear, we didn't hear well because all we saw was one part of the, of the whole picture. Have you seen one part of the whole picture and you missed it before? Exactly. And so as we are praying, he says, that's not enough, take some more. That's not enough, what? take some more. And that's not enough, what? take some more. So we are constantly downloading and downloading and downloading and downloading onto her full image. Oh, praise God. I said, praise God. I said, praise God. I said, praise God. He said, the things that God has prepared for us. Question, do you know what is prepared about your finances? Do you know what is prepared about your work? Do you know what is prepared about your relocation? If you don't know, is it not the time to be able to release it so that you can know? That's why when we say set goals, when we see what is revealed, we don't know what to pray. I just have to slow down there because there's a lot to say. But thank God that wine press is coming. Yeah. All my own sessions in wine press, I'm talking about this just one thing how to create the change you desire. That's all. Because a lot of people have been praying and there is no change. So we're coming with hot seizing revelations that when you apply it, it doesn't matter how repeated the problem is. It will change instantly. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Let's turn our Bible to Mark chapter 4. And we'll begin to close from here. Mark chapter 4. Verse 20. The Bible says, and these are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word and receive it. And it brought forth fruit, and some thirtyfold, some sixtyfold, and some a hundredfold. What the Bible is teaching us is this. Even in the good soil, the harvest varies. That's, that's very powerful. Right in the midst of this wine press, there are people that will not be able to receive just because of the state of their hearts. But there are people that will receive, but some will now receive 30-fold, some will receive 60-fold, some will receive 100-fold. The question now is this, as we close the service, how do I become amongst the people that receive what? 100-fold. So this is the first thing I will say to you. One of the things that will help you is this. The Bible says the one that the seed fell into this ground, as it has stole it, was the one that did not understand the word. Why do we have this kind of conferences called Wine Press? The first reason is this. God uses meetings to change destinies and to change people. God uses meetings to change destiny and people. How does he use meetings to change destiny and people? He normally sends revelation. So that there's something you see that will now facilitate your prayer. There's something you hear that will spark your faith. There's something you hear that will change your paradigm. The beauty of this kind of meeting is this. As you sit down, faith starts rising. Faith starts rising. 
The Bible speaks of a man as Paul was preaching. The Bible says, and Paul perceived he had faith. He was not like that when he started preaching. But as Paul was preaching, he perceived he had faith. Faith was rising. There are many things that faith needs to rise on your behalf. As through this wine press, as the word is being taught, faith will be rising. Faith will be rising. Faith will be rising. Faith will be rising. You will just see people that are paralyzed. Without prayer, faith reason. They'll say, they didn't even touch me, but the tumor disappeared because faith rose. Why does God do this? God uses meetings to change people. Someone says, How do you know? Axel. Saul says, I'm looking for donkey. He says, Let's go and see somewhere. God says, You didn't come and see somewhere. Because before the donkey got missing, God told Samuel that Saul was coming. Saul thought it's coincidental we came to do for Samuel. Samuel said, there's nothing called coincidence. It's what God sits in town. Hallelujah. It's not coincidental with God. It's orchestration, sir. The day Saul met Samuel, the whole destiny of Samuel changed. Why? God uses meeting to change people. You are not coming for a conference. You are coming for a change meeting. You are coming. The you that came is not the you that will return. Look at the case of Ananias and Paul. When Paul was blind, he said, Paul was blind. He said, don't worry. He said, my servant will come and meet you. Ananias came. He said, brother Paul, the Lord Jesus that appeared to you in the way sent me to thee. He said, that I may, he said, that thou mayest receive thy sight. He was blind. As a businessman, he was blind. He didn't know what to do to get the funding. As Ananias came, boom, his eyes opened. Because God uses meeting to change destinies. I'm telling you, sir, you don't come here and think that our church is doing program like every other church. We have come to have program. No. We have come to be changed. You must have the attitude of those that want to be changed. And everyone you love must be here, even if you have to carry them on your head. Seven things that happen in this kind of meeting. Look at Neyman. He had been leprous all his life. He was a successful man, but there was one bot. Do you have friends that are doing well, but there's one bot? That's what wine press is for. So that we can make them soak into the river of Samaria. The river of Samaria is the river of the spirits. So as they soak inside, that area where there's one pot, they come out and the whole flesh is brown new. Are you here? So all your one pot family, friends, cousin, boss, invite them and say, I found the place. Let's go and jump into the river. Several things that happen in one press. Number one, direction. 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 Bible says when they met Jesus and he Upon their understanding. You just know what to do. The second thing that happens in wine press is this. Bething. All of a sudden in wine press there will be conception and there will be bething. So you will be here in the spirit and the spirit will put an idea in your spirit and right here you will know what to do. Here you begin to bet that idea. Many of you are carrying overdue visions. Overdue prayer requests. Over two dreams. Wine bed, we are engaging angelic delivery women. Angelic midwives. Sir. 
they are going to stand with you and say this dream you have been carrying about your company it's time for it to come out with angelic power push with angelic power push with angelic power push one pastor told me he said it was wine press that changed our ministry I came for one wine press our church jumped in attendance I said because something fresh was released what happens in wine press the third thing that happens is impartation impartation something follows you that did not follow you here and what followed you stays and dies forever Samuel told Saul he said when you leave the prophet you will begin to prophesy ah he said is Saul amongst the prophet no he was just with the prophet it's called communal anointing you will just realize that all the testimony shown the pulpit is happening in my life. Communion belief. Why? As we are sitting down, the spirit is moving, imparting people. The fourth thing that happened in wine press is this. Faith, sir. I spoke about that already. Faith will be, faith will be. Set on fire. Many of you have projects that beyond you. Come, sir. Let us find your faith into fire. Hallelujah. The next thing that will happen is renewals. People that have not been able to pray, have lost spiritual focus, they will be catching fire. And the last one is encounters of the Holy Ghost. Let me just warn you, when you come from one prayer dress window and all these streets get you, because I'm telling you this, you'll you, you push your phone everything, just arrange it under your chair. Because as the power of God hits from the back to the overflow, online, they will be rolling, sir. I'm telling you, many have not felt the power before. Come, sir. Ah, we have this God that does not fail. Your Moses have not felt the power before. That Moses, he will not know what to take him out. She will just be going, pra, 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 pra. She said, why am I here? I said, it's the power, sir. It's the power, sir. It's not talk, sir. It's the power. There will be intervention. People that can't get married, that can't move forward, they, they will just strike them. And they just say, it was my press. I couldn't. Let me ask, where's Pastor Lion? Where's that guy that couldn't even do 10,000 naira that just moved into millions and moved into Netherlands? Where is he? Is he in this service? If you have, wave your hands. Let me see. Come. You know, some people share testimony and say, Pastor, please don't call me. These are the people that allow me to call them. I'm telling you. This, this day for yesterday, a man called me and said, Pastor, just to let you know, hold on. He said, just, a man called me, day for yesterday, just to let you know, I've got the contract. How much? $100 million. There's no way you get that kind of contract in this country that presidents doesn't know about it. What you're asking for is level up to 10. Ah, ah, ah. And God can do 100. Ah, ah. And is this your wine press? I say, is this your wine press? Is this your wine press? Say, this is my wine press. This is my wine press. My brother, just one minute. Just somebody. No long story. This time, six, eight months ago, how much were you worth? How much did you have in your account? We less than 10,000 euros. 
and you said that you were able to do your first one million. When was that? In three to four weeks after search. After the search. He told me, he said, Pastor, I'm relocating. Everything has turned around. He said, I'm just waiting for one verse. He said, I'm just waiting for one verse. He said, so that as I go, I go in the blessing. Thank you, sir. Praise God. So there will be interventions. You will see deaf ears or stop mighty miracles of God. So everyone that you know, get them to join. How do you prepare yourself? It's a very simple thing. Jesus will ask, be it unto you according to your faith. <laughs> Some people say, I'm coming to get seats. Is that you are coming to get seats? You don't have seats in your house? So I say, I mean the extension. There are people that will be sitting in the thousands overflow. There will be hundreds of thousands watching online. But my God, play desire. There's something about specific desire. That makes God move from people and come to one person. It says, be it unto you, not according to your seats. It says, be it unto you, not according to your coming. According to your faith. What is your faith, your goal? Write it somewhere. This wine press. One, two, three are my point of desires. The second thing is that you fix every distraction. Meeting starts at 4 p.m. You tell them at work. Ladies and gentlemen, meeting starts not 3.30, 4 p.m. You tell them at work. Okay? Don't say, I can't come at work. Because God has given you favor. What have been praying? We've been praying for you. Just like, like Israel. When you, the Israelites had the Egyptian master and told them, give us your jewelries. They could not say no. Ah, when divine order has been given, you go to work and say, sir, thank you because I know that you honor me. <laughs> you, say, you say, I'm from NLP. They say, I'm from NLP and Harvesters. Our meeting, our encounter with God starts on Wednesday. It's 4 p.m., sir. Please, I want to ask that. I would like to pray for you and your family. Send your request so that I can take it there for you. And, sir, if you want to join me, I will advise for you to join. A time is coming, we'll have wine press. Business stores will be closing early. They say, why? They say, ah, don't see the wine press is going on. Glory to God. You will just go to a bank branch. They say only one teller. Where is everybody? They've gone to church. That's takeover anointing, sir. So, specific desires. Fix your distractions. When you come to church, your phone, bah, you put it in the right, no distraction. Then maintain good heart and emotional states. Don't come and say, hey, oh, oh. Is no, 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 no. Your emotional state should be faith. When you are coming, the pastor says amen. Even if you are pregnant, you jump, hallelujah. Your husband says, ah, only calm down. You say that this is not calm. Oh. Ah, my faith is aggressive, sir. Hallelujah. Then the next one you start doing by yourself from today, start praying. Start expressing your expectation to God. Let Father, I am come. If you're inviting your friends, start expressing. All of you online, start expressing your expectations to God. All of you online, fix your distraction. Give God your attention. Give what? God your attention. That's the fifth one. Give God your attention. In the meeting, Lord, you have my attention. Yeah, that's one Jesus, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. 
I'm not concerned with that now. If they fall down, they fall for themselves. I'm here for you. I also want to fall. If they are healed, I want to be healed. Give God the attention. And the last two things is this. Remain sensitive. Because two people will be speaking. What is said here and what is said here. And the power of the meeting is not you attending. It's what you hear and what you see. Hallelujah. I'm full of expectation. I'm full of expectation. I'm full of expectation. And the last thing is this. Be aggressive with your faith. I'm telling you, be what? Be aggressive with your faith. Every prophetic word remains for you. Praise God. You'll be very sensitive. When it's time to worship, you worship. So, Wednesday, wine press. There's special prayers for people in relationships. Thursday is for, um, is for business and career. Um, no, I think Friday is for business and career. And Thursday is for healing. Because we chose days just to help. And on Friday night is our Isaac offering. Everyone is bringing an offering unto the Lord. An offering of memorial. We will come and pray. Fast. Worship. And offer an Isaac offering challenge. And we'll see what our father will do. This is my wine press. Let's stand up and pray. Praise God. Who is ready for revelation? Go ahead and pray in the spirit for one minute, please. Go ahead and pray in the spirit for one minute. Lord, let your word be revealed unto me. Let your plans be revealed unto me. If you are, go ahead and pray. Go ahead and pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Just one more prayer point. Everybody said, this is my wine press. Whatever your expectation is raised unto the Lord in prayer. Whatever your expectation is raised unto the Lord in prayer. Lord, this wine press, let it be for me. Whatever your expectation, raise all of you online. Raise that expectation to God in prayer. All of you watching, raise that expectation to God in prayer. Let go this is my white pressure. You are touching me and my household. This is my wine press. This is my wine press. This is my wine press. My expectations are met. The angels of heaven, the midwives of heaven, angelic midwives, they are touching me. They are touching me. They are touching me. They are touching me. Yakoranika somebody. In Jesus' name we pray. Ah, Father, we see it is already here. We can perceive the glory. 
we can perceive the presence we can tell it's a new dimension our heart is hungry our soul is desirous ah, our soul is hungry for the revelation of heaven for encounters with God intervention of the God kind in the name of Jesus let everyone be a partaker I declare no one will be a spectator everyone will be a partaker these remaining days of the fast receive revelation receive revelation receive revelation receive revelation receive revelation receive revelation in the name of Jesus we thank you because it's done in Jesus name we pray amen praise God Let's just go ahead and close the service. Have your seat. Let's take our offerings. And we